Khalif Raymond from the 30. Flag is down. And Raymond has run out of bounds. Another flag comes in at the 32. There are six flags on the field. Monday, April 17th, we're back. No Adam again, but I think an important national day that really slept under the radar. It was not really in the top like 20 national days. I had to scroll down to find it, but National Kickball Day is a banger day. Like kickball might have been the sport of my childhood. I don't know about you, Owen. You might have, we were different schools for the most part, but do you have any famous memories on that uh, little diamond there? Uh, I wouldn't say fame, like notable but kickball was pretty dope it's good because it's really like you're not like striking out in kickball so you're always putting putting like leg on ball you know so you're always on the base paths you're always making stuff happen it's pretty sick it's a fun sport a strikeout in kickball would be (laughs) you would never recover (laughs) it's true sometimes though like you wouldn't get as much leg as you'd want though because especially like if you were a nasty pitcher you'd, you'd you'd definitely add some like bounce to the ball like if you knew what you were doing because then then you just don't get as much leg on the ball because if it bounces weird you might like i'm not saying you're gonna strike out but you're definitely not kicking as hard as you like like an already yeah. dick curve or a uh, knuckleball you know <laughs> yeah there were some that had the spin on it they would do like kind of like a rugby ball spin in. And then mm-hmm. that was a little bit of a variable that you had to account for. I don't yeah. think I ever like, I was not, I'm not much of a power guy. You can actually see me attempt a 25 yard field goal on my Instagram. And I, I don't think I've ever like the ball has come off my foot and I've been like, wow, that's a screamer. Like, I don't think I've ever had that feeling before. I, I know Alex probably has, cause he has a little bit more of a soccer background, but. <laughs> Yeah, not to brag, I was one of those kids that like when you do like um, line up, they're like, okay, everybody, like let's take a few steps back. Um, so that, that that always felt good. They're like, okay, here, and I was a lefty too, so you know, throw some people off with that. But uh, yeah, I, I I think my soccer background definitely helped. I like I like no doubles defense on Alex, dude. They're like, all right, everybody back. Like, keep him in, keep him to base too. Like, <laughs> relax here. It's also the other good thing about kickball. Now that I'm thinking about it, is there's no like like the shift rules and banning the shift. They don't exist because there's like ten infielders and like thirty outfielders. So <laughs> it's basically just like find a hole somewhere <laughs> in this crowd. <laughs> Uh, kickball. Just the most inclusive game of all time. Did you guys? Did you guys ever play belly baseball? <laughs> oh, that was I like kickball, but like, like way better. You got to remind me because I've definitely played that. I just forgot. I can, I can break it down. So you've got so you it's kickball, right? But you play it inside, usually in the gym, and then you you know those yeah. your school had like those crash mats or like giant thick mattresses, and then oh, you no, you I basically remember, like yeah. dive on each base, and you can have like multiple people on a base. It was so fun. And I think you and you had to stay on your belly though the yeah. whole time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. so sick, so fun. And yeah, would like ju- just like run and jump way too hard, and the whole mat would just slide yeah. like eight feet. Or they'd like have to drag, it get a bit too excited, and maybe just jump on another kid, like maybe like land on an arm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Send him to school nurse for the afternoon, dude. <laughs> I actually, I had a bit of an incident grade six when we played belly baseball for the first time. Rocket, I think to the left-hand side to where the shortstop would be. 
I'm going to first base. I go to do the jump. Jim strip accidentally comes off my pants. What? Oh, and the because like, you just dove yeah. and like as you okay. Like wow. like the the rubber band yeah. or the like the waistband caught on the thing and pulled and pulled it. I don't think anybody noticed except maybe like Adam, dude. I think it was just Yikes. me and him who, who saw the carnage. But that could have been like if if that happens to you early in your school days, like it doesn't. It's over. You. Did it, did it take the underwear with it or? Okay. No, no. Thankfully, we that's had, good. Thankfully, we had some cover. <laughs> that's yeah. good. So. At least silver linings, or at least there's yeah. that. And I don't think anybody else saw it, but man, kickball. Those are the days. I think that if we're talking sports, which we're going to do the movie later, and oh, let's announce the movie right off the hop for next week. Just let the people okay. know because you, you told me it was a gosling and I got a little it, excited. It is a gosling. Uh, it's, uh, I haven't seen it in a few years, but it's one of my, it's, I would say, probably my favorite gosling. Um, one of my favorites, at least. Uh, it's called The Place Beyond the Pines. It's also got Bradley Cooper in it um it's a drama eva mendez who i think is actually ryan gosling's wife or like longtime girl they're like the couple in the movie it's a really good really good movie i don't want to like give too much about the plot but uh i think you'll like i think you'll all enjoy it i'm excited there's some say, good goslings yeah. out there that's and this yeah, isn't that's where i was going underrated I... one slipped it's been like way under the radar also can i say i think um, since we're all huge Gosling guys, I think it's fair to possibly make an early commitment to reviewing Barbie when it comes out. I think that's I, fair. I absolutely agree, but it's coming out the same day as Oppenheimer. I heard people saying, you know, if you're a real one, you go watch Barbie in the in the in the <laughs> afternoon, and you come back at in the nighttime and watch Oppenheimer. <laughs> I heard they said it's going to be like World War II is happening in the theater beside you if Oppenheimer is playing. Should be and two huge movies. Barbie. And yeah, I love how gonna... neither neither one is budging. They're like it's yeah. it's it'll be World War Three. The box office is going to be unbelievable yeah. that weekend. There's no other way to do it. So I'm excited. I got to say, dude, Gosling is my probably my number. One. We all have a guy in acting. Well, actually. Uh, I already, I already committed to pit. So yeah, you're a Brad Pitt guy. <laughs> yeah, but if I had to pick a number two, it would probably be Gosling. That's a good choice. My number Thank one you. is Norton. Thank you. But I think he's my top in my top five. Gosling. Alex, do you have a guy? Oh man, um, yeah, like those guys are all classics. I love myself some good Bradley Cooper, and then just. Uh, I like Joaquin Phoenix. I've seen quite a few of his movies. I think he's just in nuts. So I think he's an incredible actor. He's got another movie coming out soon too, right? I don't think it got well. Great reviews, Bo is afraid. But... Yeah, I kind of. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I may or may not go to that. I feel like I might be disappointed watching that movie. We'll I've see. heard this one is way different. Like I'm, I'm a, like a diehard Ari Aster fan. Like I loved Hereditary and I loved Midsummer, but this one apparently is like weird. Like it's about this guy that like is like this old man who's walking phoenix so not yeah. old man but like you know fully grown adult well it's like isn't it like his whole life like it's like him is like a young kid yeah a middle-aged but adult, he's like and as an older got like issues like mental it's like something's wrong with well, him. so it's apparently it's a movie about uh mommy issues yeah because he's like finding his way to his sure. mom or something like that yeah, but he has like like real like mommy issues. It's like meth. It's I don't know. I'd, it, we might have to you know, boys movie night. 
We'll see. Well, it seems like I'm going to pass on that one. I'll, I'll let you guys fill me in because no part of that is going to grip me. I'll, I'll stay for the Spark Notes recap. That's about all I got on that one. But yeah, uh, a pretty exciting sports weekend. I think I would try to introduce an NBA topic, but I'm just going to let the man himself do it for me because there's nobody else we got to start with. I'm just going to hit the clip. This just in, Austin Powers. <laughs> ah! I'm him! I'm him! I, I hate Mark Jackson. It's, it's getting to the point now where it's just... Anything that comes to mind, he is saying. And Austin, what was this just in Austin? That's not even a sentence. <laughs> it doesn't even make sense to begin with. It, not that mama, there goes that man ever made any sense is something anyone would say in any context. But this is just right up there for stinkers. Yeah, I think he maybe is losing his edge a little bit. Um, because drop the fast. Yeah, maybe a bit. Because I uh, heard hearing that live. I was like, well, is it? I mean, like this just in, so like, he, okay, like that's fine. But then the Austin <laughs> Powers, like, is it because it's like not a reference to the movie, right? Because that really has nothing to do with it. It must just be the power, like he's power, like he's playing with a lot of, he's playing well, he's playing like powerful basketball. That's what I concluded. But it was definitely not, you know, it wasn't seamless. Like it wasn't like you hear that. It wasn't snappy enough, you know, in my mind. <laughs> No, nobody in the around in North America was sitting in their living rooms with their family going, oh, this just in Austin Powers, bro, we did it again. That one's not going to catch on for me, but a pretty unbelievable performance. Him and Rui get uh, get all the shine what? this week. I do. Sorry, what's Rui's accent? Uh, I think it's well, Japanese. He's, he's from yeah. Japan. He's the only ever Japanese player, but I don't think he like... Forgive me if I'm wrong. I could be wrong. I don't think he like spent a majority of his yeah, life Yeah, I didn't there, think no? he did either. It like it doesn't sound like it. Maybe it is. Maybe my ears are just not that good. But to me, it sounded like I would have guessed like French or something European. But I don't know. It was weird. Mm. I'd never heard him talk. Yeah. Well, he's not, <laughs> he never scored the Laker franchise record for points off the bench in a playoff game before. Wow. So it, it would have been the first time hearing him talk for a lot of different people. I think you see Jaw go down with the hand too. And we were giving the Lakers a lot of... A lot of disrespect at least alex and i were on the last show and it seems like the seas of uh seemingly kind of parted for them especially if sacramento can stick with it in the program that we saw last night you know good on the lakers for for coming out rested lebron in the fourth like i mean i don't think it could have gone better just kind of hand it off to reeves and let him close the game so um <laughs> man i just oh, when memphis Winning or losing for me personally is a win-win because when they lose, they talk so much crap. Like Bane, like just had to poop on Hachimura's parade today. He was saying like, "Yeah, like we'll see if he can do it game two. Like, all right, Bane, like let's see if you'll show up." Um, and <laughs> yeah. but if they win, they're just talking like mad smack. So um, you know it'll be interesting. It's probably the most toxic series I'd say um, in in this first round for sure. So um we'll see we'll see what jaws uh because if Jaw, jaws out then i think that's wraps for for memphis they're just like i'm sorry but as much as i love dylan brooks i don't think he's winning a series here for the Bulls, so. <laughs> what about jaron jackson yeah. though he didn't he kid i mean that was like oh, jaron jackson showed up that was so good i was loving it 
I mean, Triple J, you've seen him in the airport, so you know, you know what he's all yeah. about. You've seen him live and direct. So I know you've been a longtime fan, but he's still not enough to tow the boat for a series, I don't think. No. Yeah, no, I, I don't think he is either. I mean, he is a really good, like, obviously a really good player. But, I mean, Desmond Bain, the advantage the Grizzlies have is that they're so much younger than the Lakers. And I don't know if in a seven-game series, I think the Lakers, like, will be able to, even with Jaw out, will be able to deal with, like, Memphis's youth. Like, we even saw it today. Like, LeBron is not LeBron of four or five years ago. Like, he can't play you know, six games at like 40 minutes a game, you know, actually with full effort, like he'll quit on defensive possessions. I think we saw that in the playing game too, at the end where he was just being so passive. So I think that's the weakness for the Lakers, but if they can get the role guys, their young guys to like step up, then realistically, the sky's the limit in my opinion. Well, I guess I agree with you to an extent. I think, I think if they're going to do something, it'll be in the first round. Cause I think, I think there are still like, it's the first round. I, as youthful as Memphis is, I still think like um, they'll be able, they'll have enough juice to get past the first round. Um, but yeah, I think we could start seeing that in the second round, possibly where they're just like you said, quit like LeBron's just quitting on defensive possessions and stuff, and um, they're not getting the same production from guys like Hatchamore and Reeves. So um, it is game one. It will be interesting to see who actually carries this forward. Um, Reeves does kind of seem, uh, you know, Austin Powers esque. So. <laughs> Um, we'll see if he can carry it forward. So good, good debut, I'd say. Um, but we'll see if he can keep it coming. I, I should have mentioned at the start, we are recording during the middle of the Clippers Suns, And, uh, I mentioned to these guys earlier, I got, I got ratioed in the chat because I said that you've never felt the touch of a woman. If you're planning your day around Timberwolves nuggets at eight 30 on a Sunday night. And then both of them chime back at me with, like this has actually firmly been in our plans for the day. So <laughs> I kind of got ratioed on that one, but <laughs> we won't have any conversation about those two games for the most part. I, I do agree with Alex that it is very toxic because I liked that, that Bane quote where he was like, it's the game of his life and it's a seven game series. So let's see him do it on Wednesday. It's like, Oh, all right. Tough guy. Like, like you shot six, for give him some props. Yeah. Maybe you can step up with with jaw out. Like you can maybe have a good game. He also same guy Bain had a quote earlier in the year. Did you see it where he's like, nobody's scared of LeBron's footsteps anymore. Oh, and in the first quarter, he got that ridiculous SWAT. So <laughs> tough scene for my boy Bain. And I I'm kind of all in on the Grizz. Now. I love the like, Grizz. I realized that this is this is just kind of who they are. Like they're like delusional. And I I'm just so in on the delusion. Me too. I just so. had that realization this week too. Like everyone, hit, I I love the Grizzlies. Like the, I I do want the Lakers to win just because, I you know I like LeBron. I want to see him kind of, uh, you know, I want to see like a vintage LeBron moment. I think it's better for the entertainment value if he's in the playoffs. But I do love the Grizzlies. Like I love everything about them. Kind of a win-win. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Because I think the more they win, the crazier it'll get. Like, can you imagine if they got to the Eastern Conference Finals, like or uh, Western Conference Finals? It'd be like, it'd be off the charts. It'd be so crazy. It'd be so toxic. There'd be so many good quotes. Um, so I, I almost selfishly want them to win, um, just so that they get this like almost like <laughs> fake sense of success. <laughs> Dude, I think it could also go the other way, where if they lose, it'll be like even better. 
It'll be yeah, like, yeah, but if we didn't get the Lakers, we would have been champions of the whole thing. We just had to beat the Lakers. They're the best. The other team. thing I wanted to say, they were out rebounded on the offensive glass, I think 10 to 6. Uh, I think like Steven Adams not being in the series is actually like a pretty big deal. Like, not obviously, maybe not more of a deal, big deal than John Morant. Um, drum rat is pretty good um but like it's a serious like thing like you you see what like mitchell robinson for example does for the for the knicks where he's like he's swallowing everything that comes off the rim uh, and it can kind of switch this the tide and the momentum of a game uh, in a series but i think they're missing that because uh they don't really have anybody that can do that because xavier tillman <laughs> yeah like he played 21 minutes and that feels like a long 21 yeah. minutes a long time so yeah i agree with you i think that like the few matchups you really need steven adams like the lakers would be on the short list of teams that you would really actually want him against because obviously the lakers have a lot of long guys up front and i i do think i still have a hard as much as i want we are the lebron generation the three of us so as much as i want lebron to win I do still, I find it a little hard to believe that Anthony Davis, who said he couldn't move his arm after a stinger, um, is going to make it through the next six weeks oh, of basketball. Won't. I just have, he won't. Yeah, absolutely no, not. So I, I don't have high hopes that they're going to go all the way, but I want them to go as long as they can. Having said that, our Grizz, as we mentioned, win-win. So it is, it is what it is. I did also well, want to... Uh, well, last point, I just want to say on the Anthony Davis thing, it is unfortunate because like, I would love to see him healthy because he is so good like he, people forget because oh he's hurt goodness. so often or just playing you know maybe not at full capacity but he was i think he had like seven like something crazy like seven blocks or something nuts this game uh and he's just a, in every play um so i love watching him play basketball so i hope he stays healthy i know it won't happen but i hope it does i did want to shout out this lebron quote from post game asked him about austin reeves's performance and he said quote I knew from the very first practice he wasn't going to be a he wasn't going to be a two way player for long. I know the type of players that fit with my game. I knew Austin was like that, uh-huh. right? Sure, he handpicked uh, Austin Reeves. He saw him at Oklahoma. Well, he saw him even before Wichita. wherever the heck Austin Reeves, Wichita State. Yeah, I was going to say Wichita or whatever. Do you know, well, I know what I realized? Knew, they mentioned on the broadcast that's crazy to me is. Uh, Austin Reeves dropped 73 in a high school game. 73 points. Wow. Like you forget, I mean, I guess he's kind of just like good for an NBA player, but you forget how even like these like role players, how like absolutely insane they were. It's kind of weird to think about. I think oh, yeah. I think I scored 12 one time against Bull Valley. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's respect. Thank you. <laughs> what was your career high, Alex? Yeah, I'd go somewhere in the... I don't think I ever scored higher than 20. So, uh-huh. you know, I'd say 10 to 20 range, 10 to 19 range. So, Bill was great to play with, though, because he'd, like, always find you and just pass you the ball a lot. And even, like, and I remember I just was shooting all the time and yeah. I wouldn't hit anything and Phil would just keep feeding me. He's like, don't stop oh, shooting, dude. That's the best like, teammate. Oh, it really the best is. kind of teammate. Yeah. <laughs> Keeps your confidence wow, you're high. making me blush. Yeah. I feel so good saying that. Alex actually, I found out today. I actually want to do another thing in Austria for a second. I just thought of, but Alex actually told me today that since his foot injury, he's, he's retired from sports. He's actually hung up the hung up the cleats, the, the the boots, whatever they are, any sport. He's hung them up. So I was I was offered a professional uh, soccer contract by Phil 
by Phil's friend, well, friend of the show, Cookie, today. Um, and I actually <laughs> had to politely decline. Um, just because, yeah, that ankle injury was uh, tough for me. So I don't think I, uh, just not the same, you know? A little Derek Rose yeah, in that way. I don't think I'll be the same player, if I'm being honest. Not the same lift. Might take on a coaching role. Okay. <laughs> That'd be good for you. A little bit of a tactician. I also, the last thing I want to do with Austin Reeves, and it's, I put it in the clip so I'd remember, I'm him is, is we've talked about it on this show. It, it, I, we've it's as said bad it as like cringe. the dab. Like just yeah. do the it's, dab at this yeah. point. It's worse than the dab. It's way worse because we said it like literally eight months ago. We were like, I'm him is, is awful. Like it needs to go. And what's worse, that are. or the gritty? Um, the gritty's heat. The gritty. Can you imagine? <laughs> can you imagine if he hit that like <laughs> shot and he brings back to the bench while saying I'm him? That would have been like the heatest thing. <laughs> That'd have been kind of funny. That actually oh. would have been sick. The gritty, the gritty's like the gritty is if you're doing it like a white guy, like ironically yeah. doing the gritty, yeah. it's it's kind of like the dab 2017. Yeah. Where it's like yeah. it's still kind yeah. of hitting, but yeah. I'm yeah. him. Like especially when you say it in a serious tone, like he did, where he was like, "I hit this shot." Like, what do I say? Like, I'm mic'd up on ESPN in front of 10 million people. I'm him. It's like oh, it just yeah. sounds like too much, too too it. much like Instagram to me. Like you're just like, yeah. It's not like you're out there like actually playing basketball. You're just reciting it off like a TikTok. Like I was talking Phil, my favorite, the best, <laughs> the one that I mean, I've said it maybe a handful of times in my life. But I love hearing it from guys. It's like the you can't guard me or they can't guard me. Like they they have they don't know how to stop me. Something like that always gets me fired up. Yeah. I said I was more of a classic scream type of guy. He gave you one of those. Just a good yeah. like one of those. That's a good one. Yeah. I like that. But he he did he did do that one on the first one. So he kind of like shot the basket and then he had to had to do a follow-up on the on the clank. Um, but I was just thinking, like, imagine if you saw somebody like, or if you played like, let's just say like like summer softball beer league, and like somebody hits a home run off you and they're trotting the bases and they're like, I'm him, I'm him. You would just be like, What the <laughs> hell? Like this guy's deranged. Like it, it, it you're right. It doesn't seem like it ever leaves the phone. So to hear it <laughs> to hear it out loud was kind of like shocking. I just Yeah. I, I, I kind of don't like um I've seen like personally I've seen like the like younger kids now start doing the you're too short, like you're too oh. small. Like oh, and it's it's all I think it's all Russell Westbrook's fault. Cause he'll like back down um I mean now he's on the Clippers, but he'd back down like Norman Powell or something, <laughs> hit a shot and be like, You're too small. It's like you're actually the same height. So like if if you back down Steph Curry, what are you gonna do? Say he's too small? It's like I, I don't yeah. Reeves does like, like that. Okay. He likes that one too. And yeah, he has four rings. Like, yeah, I know. I don't like it. It's kind of weird. I don't like it either. It was cool yeah. for like two weeks. And then it just, it's like, there's a lot of good small players. <laughs> so Let's know. go short King Alex. Short King. I love baby. standing up for the little guys, Alex. It's going to be a short King summer, dude. That's right. It is. I like the too little when it's like like when like when Pat Bev did it to LeBron and it's like an eight inch height disadvantage. Like that's that is funny. funny. Like that, that's when it's funny. But if you're doing like seriously, like if I back down like a sixth grader like at the Y on Tuesday and I'm like ah like too little, 
people just like, all yeah. right, this guy's an ass. Like just like <laughs> like and switch on to him and try to attack. And him. it's like if you're if you're exploiting a mismatch where it's like like if I were to like go against somebody who's like five eight, right, and just like kind of just seal him and then catch the ball and score. Like that's kind of like what you're expected to do, you know? Exactly. <laughs> like it's it's not really worth yeah, celebrating. Not at all. It's it is cool. Like if yeah. I were to like you know score on like a seven footer and hit the two small, then it's uh, there's a little bit of disrespect in there. Yeah. That is kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> okay, actually, then I then I agree. If you're the same height, or um, or if the guy's smaller than you, then it doesn't count. But if the guy's like massively taller than you, then you should do it. Then it's sick. I think that's that's the yeah. consensus. Then I, I'm glad we agreed on that one. I think we spotted the. Uh, I think we figured that one out pretty good. I guess. I mean, bigger surprise: Kings or Knicks to you, Alex? Bigger surprise. Um... I'd, I'd actually have to go with the Kings um, just because first playoff game um, for De'Aaron Fox, um, first playoff game for a lot of those guys, um, you know, just I just think with the pressure like of the fans just waiting that long, I think they actually showed out and performed. And you're not, I mean, they weren't going up against, you know, some bum team. They're going up against like the best vets in the West, honestly, the most, some of the most experienced guys in the NBA. Um, and to also play a very tight game down the stretch, keep your composure. Um, they were kind of down like six to 10 points, almost most of the game, cut it and then cut it closer in the fourth quarter. Um, I thought like, I was just thrilled with how they played. Um, you know, the Knicks were a, a bit, they caught me off guard a little bit too, but I, I kind of like wasn't as surprised because I'm like Jalen Brunson's just been doing this for a really long time. He's been doing it at Villanova. He carried the Mavs while Luca was out, and um, it just wasn't as surprising. I'd say just because I don't know. I, I guess I was just sleeping on him a little bit, but um, I wouldn't say that was as surprising as the Kings' victory. I just thought they did a tremendous job for like first playoff game in whatever it was, eighteen years for the franchise. First playoff game for a bunch of dudes. Um, Sabonis was kind of poor, and and they had Monk and uh, and and Fox carry. So I'd say that was a bigger surprise for me. I think not even just this game in this series, but I feel like over the whole season they they've kind of outperformed expectations. Like in my mind, that they're not like a really super efficient shooting team. They don't really have. Uh, I mean, they I guess they have outside of Jalen Brunson. If you want to call Julian Julius Randall a, a star player, they don't really have one outside of him, outside of Brunson. But I think they're just so good defensively. They seem so good defensively. Uh, they're so good on the glass. Like I mentioned, Mitchell Robinson. They had 16 offensive rebounds against the Cavs. Like it's like unbelievable what they're what he can do and what they can do as a team. Uh, and then they're just so uh, efficient in the in offense, like in, in half court offense. It seems like even without having like an extremely good without being an extremely good jump shooting team. So it was kind of impressive to me, especially because I think the Cavs are, are really good defensively in my mind. Like I think Mobley Mobley mm-hmm. is one of the better defenders, especially like they're really good on the interior. So I was really impressed with the Knicks. I think they're a really hard team to play. They seem like they are. Like full credit to the Knicks. I don't want to take anything away from them. But um I was disappointed in the Cavs. I thought Mitchell was the only guy to show up. I thought um, I know Garland scored a decent amount of points, but I thought he had way too many turnovers. Mobley was wasn't noticeable at all the entire game. I, Mitchell Robinson was killing him just on the glass in the paint. Um, had no impact. Jared Allen was garbage too. Like you just like 
once again, Mitchell Robinson, like like we've said, is a great offensive rebounder, but he's going up against Jared Allen and Evan Mobley, and he was getting every board. Like that's just inexcusable. And yeah. I want to give credit and to it, Josh Hart too. He is so good. He's right. like not even just good yeah. as a scorer, but he I mean he had ten rebounds. Seems like he plays every defensive possession super hard. He is uh he's like a really, really good NBA player. That was a he's, great trade. Know, I didn't think that'd be that good of a trade for them. That was a sneaky good trade. And that Villanova oh, team, yeah. that 2017, 20, whatever it was, 2018 Villanova team yeah. is unreal looking back. Like they got Jalen yeah. Brunson, Mikel Bridges, Josh Hart. Uh, it yep. was loaded. Yeah. I think they had, they won in 16 and in 18. So they had like variations of DiVincenzo. Spellman and Pascal and DiVincenzo. Yeah. And yeah, they had tons of good players. Obviously, you're Archie, Archie Diacono. Let's go. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like, to me, a couple of things, Josh Hart, first of all, like everybody off season, it's like Sixers like, oh, we got to pay PJ Tucker three years, 30 million. It's like, why don't you just find the next PJ Tucker, which looks a lot like Josh Hart and you could have got him for the same price and he's and can 15 score. years yeah. younger and he can actually like dribble <laughs> and he's not going to break in round two. So I <laughs> like he's that that good of a player he's going to earn a crazy contract whenever he becomes available i also like i really think highly of evan mobley i think he literally could maybe be the best player in the league like one day like i think he has that type of ceiling but at the same time like this kind of a realization where it's like you're guarding randall he's an amazing instinctive defensive player but randall's size is like like a huge factor and like he's like 50 40 i don't even know how many pounds heavier he's he just pushes him out the way like and and that's one thing that i didn't understand like why cleveland's buying out kevin love like like unless kevin loves asking to leave wouldn't you want kevin love like as an option in in a series like this against the knicks like that just that just never made any sense to me because the Cavs are short guys like they they don't have like a crazy bench where they can rely on lots of different guys especially at big guys and lastly the knicks fans saying we're smoking that jetty osmond pack (laughs) like he's lebron i i just the knicks fans are way too much to handle for me but i i kind of find myself cheering for them because i really like tibbs and i really like brunson me too i do too i agree yeah go for it i was gonna say on the kevin love point uh, I think we saw kind of the difference he can make in the Heat game. I mean, he I think was four for seven. He played like 20 meaningful minutes. Uh, he is clearly somebody that can still produce at an NBA level. Like he took four charges in a quarter a while ago. I mean, he's not the, obviously like the best defensively, but I think he tries kind of hard. <laughs> so I, I just think a player like that who's not doesn't really seem like he's got a high ego kind of kind of like a good team player somebody you would like exactly the type of player you'd want on a playoff run so i agree i think it's it was a weird choice to let him to let him walk yeah and then just like quickly on the knicks they're also like surprisingly deep in my opinion like very like rj barrett had a horrible game i mean he could totally show up in one of the next two games and totally like completely win uh, a game for them um, you could have a quickly game. Quickly was horrible as well um, yesterday as well. So they've got a bunch of guys who could just turn it on, and and they're honestly surprisingly really deep. Quinton Grimes, like um, like we were talking about, Josh Hart. Like I don't know if Josh Hart's going to be scoring nearly twenty every game, but um, you got a bunch of guys that could just turn it on and be the difference maker. Has RJ? I feel like RJ Barrett has had like a hard year. I think I I, I remember people said that. I don't know if that's yeah. true. 
at Washington. Yeah, I think he sort of think... fell out of favor with Tibbs. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which that could <laughs> Tibbs that could <laughs> happen not to anybody. To that could happen. <laughs> could happen to Jimmy Butler. It could happen to anybody. I got to give Jimmy Butler all his. I don't want to say I'd build my team around him, but if he's my best player, like I know <laughs> teams are a reflection of their best player, and he he just the things he he does for he's so clutch he's one of those guys that i don't i I really respect him more as he ages over time and i hope he wins at some point because i was thinking about how much flack we gave him when and i know this isn't a new topic but when he left minnesota i remember people were like what more do you want like like this is a pretty good setup for you like you've got towns you've got wiggins and he was like those guys don't take basketball seriously enough then he goes to the sixers and he's like the ben simmons is not like he's not serious about basketball and everybody got on him for that because I mean, kind of rightfully so that was a stacked team if he stayed, but I mean, over time he's just been proven more and more right. And obviously that bubble run and, you know, I know, I know they're not obviously going to beat the bucks. Like they pretty much won because they shot the lights out from three and now heroes out and they won because Giannis went out for the most part, but he's still a guy that I just absolutely respect the hell out of. He's one of the, Honestly, when it comes to playoff time, I think he's a top five. I'm going to get what I want on this offensive possession. It's, I agree. It's, it's unbelievable. And he makes everything look so easy. And he's not really like, and the crazy part is, is he doesn't really rely on his three a lot. Like he doesn't shoot the three that much. Um, he's just so good in the paint. It's a joke. Like it's just every time. And, and in that uh, Bulls game and today in the, in the Milwaukee game, gets whatever he wants now i don't know like it'll be interesting to put um you know because Giannis did leave early but jimmy is just like you said i've honestly just gained more and more appreciation as the years have gone by for what this guy does punts on the regular season literally doesn't care when it's playoff time he turns it on um and playoff jimmy's a real thing like it's not like a lot of these guys get labeled playoff this playoff that playoff jimmy's really like a real thing so good good for him yeah, I think it'll be unfortunate when it's all said and done, like maybe in 10 years, because he's not going to have won any sort of major award. He might never end up with a title. And so he's going to be one of those guys where you maybe, you know, you're like, well, I watched this guy. He was really good. But people are just, he's kind of going to fall by the wayside. It's kind of unfortunate. Yeah. yeah. Well, here's the good news for, for that. In 10 years, the NBA will probably have like 80 trophies yeah. a year. So he'll have a stack. The Jimmy Butler they'll just make the Jim- playoff award. Yeah, the Jimmy Butler round one, game one MVP. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And he can he can win that four different times. And then his cabinet's okay. full. There you go. Problem solved. NBA's got you, dude. Clutch player of the year announced tomorrow. Be, be on the lookout <laughs> for that one. Everybody's very excited. The much anticipated. I, I did... I do love watching Trey Young fail. I don't know what it is if that makes me a bad person, but that him him going down in flames makes me alarmingly happy. So I, I don't know. Is there anything else you guys want to talk about for NBA playoffs? I'm just happy it's back for the most part. I have some gripes. I have some problems with it, of course, but who am I if not? Uh, I wanted critic. to ask you guys, we talked a little bit about the Kings. What did you guys make of like the Warriors like with their full team back? I, I thought they looked um I thought they looked pretty good honestly like I thought um I thought it's funny because like Wiggins's whole like career like we've always made fun of him and like you know he's that not that big of an impact player and he comes to the Warriors and he is I think he changes them completely he just like flips them totally um from a defensive aspect from an offensive aspect I think he's a really good two way player 
Um, he's long. He can really guard mostly anybody. Um, and I think it, it helps Curry out a lot too. Um, I thought I thought they looked good. I thought winning most of their matchups throughout the entire game. I thought Jordan Poole showed up. He's really trick or treat. I'm really not the biggest Jordan Poole fan, if I'm being honest. Um, but I gotta say, like the Warriors did look good. I, you know, if I'm a Warriors fan, I wouldn't be super concerned. The Kings played a hell of a game, you know. So um, I, I fully expect this to be an uh, like an unbelievably close series. Yeah, I was kind of thinking. Because I agree with you. I thought they looked really good. I thought Green was good. I've, I've always thought DiVincenzo was like a superb oh, yeah. addition coming off yeah. the championship. But I will say this this road thing is really like throwing me in a loop here. 11 and 30 on the road. And it's kind of looking to me like that's like the number one. Well, I think it looks like this to most people, but that's the number one stadium you don't want to be in um, in a game seven. And if they can't win on the road, I don't know. I just, it's the first time I, cause this whole time I've thought golden state the whole way. And even like I said, they look good. It's not just cause they lost, but it's like, if you're going to have to win there at least once and mm-hmm. they've been so bad on the road, I don't know. That kind of like, I know they've done it all. And that kind of worries me. It also, I don't know if about you guys, but does this feel like one of the last goes with these, with these three and that coach? Cause to me it does. And I, I, like, usually that stuff doesn't, you don't realize it like as it's happening, but like when you sort of look at the math and sit down and think about it, it's like this actually might literally be the last go for these guys. Yeah. And lots of people have been talking about it too, from not just from the players, but management too. I think Kerr has, I think Wendy was saying Kerr has one year left on his contract. Um, he's going to be busy coaching the, the um, US, US basketball. Um, I think, I don't know if Bob Myers has a contract after this year. I don't, I don't think he does. I don't think he does. And he's a big part of, of, of the Warriors, obviously. Um, what happens with Green? That guy's the heart and soul of the Warriors. And um, what does it fill their pay? They have a $400 million payroll, I think. Jeez. It's, yeah, and they have with, Clay due for, for and, a contract this summer. So, too. like you said, I just don't think um, the math works out. And even if it does, from what I understand, the new CBA, from what Windhorse was saying, too, is it's pretty like anti Clippers, anti Warriors, where just like yeah. this payroll stuff is not going to fly anymore because it's gotten kind of out of hand. Yeah, it's going to be pretty much well, it will be impossible. Like there'll just be rules against um, yeah. you going that deep into the luxury tax. You're probably right. Like the money at some point just doesn't really make sense. And these guys are also aging. Uh, I mean, we've seen. Pretty solid decline from Clay Thompson, and I don't think the young guys are good enough to like as much as people might like Jordan Poole or Kevon Looney. I don't think they're good enough to keep this team relevant. And even guys like Kuminga and obviously Wiseman didn't work yeah. out. So and Moses Moody, but what has he played since January first? No. Like, yeah, the the, the Jordan the, Poole contract, in my opinion, is awful. I think that's a disaster of a contract because he's. I don't know. You're paying for a for a for a like a sixth man, you know, get hot, heat check guy. Yeah, that's you know that's a lot of money for someone who's like that. So you're you're paying forty mil a year for Malik Monk, is what you're. Yeah, doing. you are. Yeah, it's Malik Monk. It doesn't make anybody else around him better. He's just like I don't know. I don't get how Malik. I don't really like Malik Monk was so cheap for so long. He's another guy I love. Malik Monk. I've always loved Malik Monk. 
Oh, I wanted the Spurs to get him so bad when he was in the draft. I remember that. I wanted them to get up and is, get him. This is the type of guy they're missing. I don't watch a ton of Sixers. Is uh, Tyrese Maxey still? Is he still? What's his deal? I think he's in a uh, pretty tough situation where he should have the ball more, but the people he plays with would like decapitate him <laughs> if he had the ball more. So yeah. okay. I still think really highly okay. of him. Okay, I wasn't sure. Well, we'll be talking more about the playoffs on the next show, I'm sure. So uh, I'm looking forward to that. And uh, I I do have my gripes, like I say, but I'll save them for another day because we got this movie and we also got um, NHL playoffs this week. I told Alex when he when he hopped on the call, it's like the day before Christmas for me. I, I love the NHL playoffs. The others are on at 820 tomorrow. Another shrewd piece of management by the NHL. Make sure McDavid's on at 1030 Eastern puck drop. That's just fantastic stuff by them as always. But uh same thing we did for the NBA. You want to shoot me around one lock, Alex, and then Owen subsequently. Owen, you, can you pull up the can you pull up the bracket if you haven't had a look at it already and give me a lock? Yeah, I did my uh, classic uh, eight eight team parlay, um, where I just pick the series winner of the first uh, first uh, eight rounds here. Um, and and you did you win start, that last year, exactly. And I was going to say before everyone starts, oh, you know we. Why would you, you know, throw your money away? Like I actually hit it last year, so um, I'm gonna say my lock is the Boston Brute. No, I'm kidding. Um, I'm gonna go a little more fun than that. I'm gonna take the New York Rangers. Whoa. I think the New York Rangers are, you know, they didn't go too too hard in the regular season. They've been to the playoffs a bunch of times. They're gonna going up against New Jersey. New Jersey, like I don't know who the hell has playoff experience on that team. Um, and I just think they have way too many vets. Um, but it's not like a Calgary situation vets. Like these vets are like still fast. They're still really good. Um, and I just think it's going to be tough. I think Shesterkin's going to turn it on. Um, and that's all you really need. Good goalie, you know, vets that know how to play in these situations. Um, I love I love their coach. Gallant is one of my favorite coaches. So I'm going to go Rangers here. Mm. 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 I'm going to go with. Oh, here it comes. I'm going to go with the Oilers. I think they're a lock. Oh, okay. Unfortunately. <laughs> I'm not going to comment. I'm not going to say anything about the Oilers. My lock, you can you can take this to the bank. I don't know what the odds are. You Alex, you might not you might not think this is is a bold enough lock. And in that case, I will give you another one. But I'm going to give you an a games lock. Avalanche over Kraken in four. There's, there's oh, no yeah. chance the Kraken win a game. I yeah. Lock that in lock of the decade. If the Kraken win a game, I will do something. I will do something on this show. On the so next we'll one. eat a puck. Pee his pants. Well, that might be yeah. <laughs> pants. Yeah. I'd, I'd like that one. Yeah. Uh, big, big cat and a BFD did like six years ago on YouTube. Okay. Deal. Kraken, Kraken win a game. I pee my pants on the show. <laughs> but you got to wear like khakis too. Yeah. And you got to stand yeah, up for yeah. it too. You're probably going to yeah. want to. So I mean, that, that portion, yeah, well, portion, that portion of the show will move outside. I'll go mobile. <laughs> but um, I will pee my pants on, on the show if the Kraken win uh, a game against. I'm going to be, uh, might Colorado. have to buy a, like a jersey at this point. Win a game? Yeah, win a game. Oh. Oh, I thought you meant win a series. And I was like, okay, there's no way. But okay, okay maybe okay, whoa, whoa, okay, maybe whoa, whoa, we should adjust whoa, whoa. this because win, win a game, <laughs> win a game might be a little might be a little easy. Hold on, say if 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 the Kraken go like if six games, six games, that? 
Six games. If the series goes six, I'll pee my okay. pants. Okay. <laughs> All right. So Kraken need to win two for those folks keeping score. Yeah. And you know you know what? Upset special pick for the folks at home. Winnipeg Jets are gonna Raw. beat the are gonna beat the Knights. Pencil Raw. it in. In six. The whiteout's gonna get to them. Vegas, mm-hmm. Vegas has you and me between the pipes. Where are we? Where are <laughs> we acting true. like Vegas is a, is a scary number one seed here? I'm taking Jets. Did you have an upset special you wanted to give? Hint, hint. Maybe my new favorite team for the next two weeks: the Tampa Bay Lightning. <laughs> <laughs> um, are you asking me for an upset? Yeah, both of you. Oh, I'm. You know what? The one, uh, the biggest upset I had in my parlay was actually the Islanders. Um, beating the Hurricanes. Just something about the Hurricanes I don't like this year. I'm I'm actually a big Hurricanes guy, as you guys know. Like literally ever since the show, ever, ever since we've been on the show, um, I always almost picked the Hurricanes to finish in the Stanley Cup Finals. I think I think they're just there's something off with them. I don't know. And I think uh, I you know the Islanders aren't they don't thrill me, but I got to pick an upset <laughs> somewhere, and I'm going with them. The New York Ambians? <laughs> Are they really boring? <laughs> Oh. oh, do not tune into that series for one Was minute. Was he planning on it? <laughs> Good. <laughs> I knew you were, and I just had to reaffirm. Oh, I want to get on the Tampa Bay wa- wagon. I think they're. I think they're gonna. They're gonna beat the Maple Leafs. It does seem like I will say it. <laughs> if there was ever a year that the Maple Leafs have literally no excuse to not win around the the like dog shit Lightning <laughs> that are like fourteen, fifteen, and six in their last like. 30 or whatever it's been that they, they have no excuses which is going to make it even funnier when they lose so <laughs> i i cannot wait i am a lightning billboard on oh, yeah. tuesdays I, and thursdays I did pick the maple leafs in my parlay as well um but i'm treating that as as an underdog pick like that's an upset pick like if if, if the maple leafs beat the lightning i'm treating that as an upset <laughs> <laughs> even though they're like mathematically favored yeah <laughs> Way favored, way favored. Oh, I can't wait. Oh, it's gonna be good. Playoffs are gonna be so good. I'm really excited. But a lot of these series are like scratch offs that you won't see me watch. Dallas, Minnesota won't even know it's happening. They just put an X on that one. Yeah, but I will be dialed into my team as per usual. So I'm looking forward to that. All right, let's do this movie. Memories of Murder. Alex, you picked it. Owen, you watched it. I watched it. Let's go to Owen first. What do you like? What do you rate it? What'd you like about it? What would you change about it? Give me a, your synopsis. I would rate it an eight point. I'd rate it like an eight point five or like eight point seven. That's five. a that's a big rating. That might be the number one on this on the shows we've seen. Well, if that's the case, then lower because it's not the best that I've seen. Uh, but it is really good. I did really like it. Um, I really liked the, first of all the scenery. I really liked the scenery. Like it made me want to go to Korea. Um, I like yes. the fields. I like the I like the green. Like it was really lush and green. Um, so that was just right off hop. That was something that I really enjoyed. I like the the foggy, like the dirt roads. Sometimes the fog. So I like the scenery. That was the the first thing I really enjoyed. Uh, second was I just really liked. I like the main character or uh, Park. I think is his name. The guy from Parasite. Yeah. <laughs> like. I thought he was like a, a really, he obviously like really well acted. And then he was just a really like, he clearly was like a terrible detective. Like he was really bad at his yeah. job, <laughs> which I thought was kind of funny. But 
he had an unbelievable ability to drop kick that guy on yeah. the hill. That was oh, straight he, out of Karate Kid. Dude. Unreal. Sick. And he threw him in the in the it was like in the water too, in the ditch. So cool. And I, I also loved his confidence where he's like, yeah, like he always knew he had the guy. He's like, there's no way I, I could be wrong. I just love that. He had his own like techniques that he cooked up. Um, he's just great. Those would be my two highlights probably. Yeah, for sure. I'd, uh, I'd agree there with Owen. Um, yeah, I'm going to rate it like uh, like an 8.7. I'll go a little higher than Owen. I thought it was a great movie. Um, great international movie. Those don't always hit. Um, but yeah, like piggybacking off, piggybacking off what Owen said, um, the cinematography I thought was great. I thought those, some of those shots were, were gorgeous. Uh, the story was was really intriguing, very interesting. I thought it was a bit slower, maybe the first third of the movie, um, mm-hmm. but then it really you know got going there um, towards the end. Um, and for an international movie as well, I thought it was it was honestly pretty funny. There was like lots of moments where I was laughing as well, um, just from reading the subtitles and watching the way the characters were interacting with each other. Um, and yeah, all the way towards the end, I thought that scene um, where they're on the train tracks, where they think they have their guy, I thought that was unbelievable drama. Um, I was I was on the edge of my seat for that personally because, um, I don't know, I felt like every character had something big at stake. Um, there was a lot going on. The detectives wanted to prove themselves. Was it really this guy? This guy's saying he didn't do it. You know, they're they're abusing him and, and assaulting him and all this stuff. And, you know, he's truthfully, he's saying, I, I didn't do it, this, that. Um, and then ultimately they don't end up catching the guy. And then, uh, and then another murder happens. Um, and then I thought that scene towards the end was, was great. You know, it's like flash, um, fast forward 10 years. Um, he's, uh, I don't know, he's selling like Nutribullets or something. I don't even know, but he uh, ends up going to the countryside and and going back to the spot where he discovered that first body initially. Um, and then the girl saying like, you know, I saw another man here and and he said that he's just here like reminiscing about something he did a long time ago. And, and uh, you know, the girl just says, and he asks her, what did he look like? And uh, she says, just a regular guy, regular dude. And he, you know, turns and looks into the camera and, um, from the research I did, but it was pretty obvious too, is, you know, he's looking out into the, into the, into the public, into the crowd, um, because it's based off a true story and they didn't end up catching the killer until like, um, I think it was like five years ago, maybe. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So they never actually ended up catching the killer. The crazy part is, um, the kid, the actually, the killer was already in jail. Um, Hmm. and then they ended up finding like DNA matches, um, that matched him with the DNA. Um, and he finally ended up admitting to all those murders that were happening way back in the eighties. And this guy was already in jail. Um, but it's, uh, I, I personally liked how the movie ended for me. I thought it was satisfying for a a movie to not actually have an answer to as to who the killer is. I thought that was as good as it could get. Yeah, that was my, that was my main, I know it's based on a true story. Um, I know you're sort of built into a different type of ballpark with that type of uh, uh, angle, at least, or that type of outcome. You're sort of you're already behind the eight ball, but uh, it it was a good ending for what they had. I think there's no doubt about that. But it's uh, the story that really carried the movie um, for me. I I can't say there's a reason for this, but it did 
like it did leave me i wasn't fully satisfied you know like it did leave me wanting a little more i felt like there a lot of the characters were were excellent like the uh suspect who ended up dying on the train tracks um that that was just phenomenal like that it doesn't get a lot better than that for like a uh a storyline that you could carry in the movie and I don't know if there's a reason really. It just, something left me a little cold. I just, I just think I, I could have had a little more and I don't even know. I feel like that's such a cop out cause I'm not even giving like a reason as to why, but it just, I felt like there was another level with that story. It could have gotten to, and I just don't know that it got. Do you think to. it's cause they never found the guy? If it had ended with him on the train, like the guy on the train tracks, they don't shoot him. And like the DNA thing rips up and and then it ends right there. I think I would have enjoyed that more than him going back to the to the scene. I don't know. I I just feel like that would have been more satisfying to me. Yeah, that's fair. The scene of him disappearing into the uh, tunnel, I thought was was crazy. That was because yeah. he's wearing all black, and you're just and I love when they let shots go. Just let the shot like keep keep filming. Don't cut. Just keep going. And it's like, did they just let this monster disappear back into the darkness? You know what I yeah. mean? Like, I, that's how I saw it. I thought it was so good. Um, and, and then at first, the way they filmed it, I thought they killed him. Because I thought the bullet, like ricocheted, he's down on the ground. You're like, holy crap, they killed the freaking suspect. Um, and then he gets up. Um, but yeah, like I said, I thought that was it's probably not a surprise probably most people's favorite part but that yeah that train scene i thought was that was 10 out of 10 scene for me i thought it was it was it was incredible um and yeah like you said phil i thought the storyline with the with the kid was uh was really interesting too because they don't realize till um till way later in the movie that that he was there during one of the murders Mm -hmm. yeah because they're yeah so because he was describing everything in such detail that i don't know why they didn't catch on earlier Probably because the first guy was such a bad detective, but they were all pretty bad, except yeah. for the. Uh, I did well, the find OG it. The uh, that came from Seoul, like was was uh, was sick. Oh, he was cooking, but yeah, I he do, was cooking like the old, the old guy. I gotta say, <laughs> no, the uh, the guy who flew in from uh, Seoul to help out to volunteer. Oh yeah, I do find it a little weird that the guy from Seoul went back to the scene of the crime and just lit up a cigarette and started listening to the song. I was like. What are we, what are we that trying was, to gain here? Trying to connect like, with the killer. I don't think. Like, how? Like I just didn't. Like, I don't know what he was hoping to accomplish. Like if he'd connected with the killer, like what was it telepathic? Like what was the hope? I think it was just yeah. I think like, yeah, trying to connect with the killer, maybe get an idea. You know what would I do? The other thing situation, but yeah. The other thing I think is interesting is so one of my favorite movies ever, probably my favorite movie I've ever seen is Zodiac. And it's somewhat similar to this. Like there were quite a few similarities, like an, a serial killer with a bunch of detectives and they never catch the guy. And one thing that was really like prominent in that movie is um, that like the these detectives were so keen on getting this killer. And it it was like, he was like killing people under their noses that it kind of like drove them like insane a little bit. So I think that could be part of it where he's yes. like so focused and intent on trying to get this guy that he's trying to do like everything he possibly can. It's like he's a bit it makes his behavior even a bit irrational. And I sort of leafed through because I, I gave my letterbox score three and a half and I sort of 
loaf through the reviews on Letterboxd to see what other people were saying. And a common one was, if you like Zodiac, you'll like yeah. this. And I sort of disagreed with that because Zodiac did, like you said, it showed that aspect of like the detectives, like what it did to them personally, like how much it deterred like their lives and how Robert Downey Jr. Spoiler alert for the 15 year old movie <laughs> ends up in like that weird, like shack. Yeah, like an alcoholic. And he's just like living. Yeah, exactly. Like living on like the fringes of life after like a pretty prominent career. And he still like has time left in it because he was like literally antagonized by this killer. And then second of all, I felt like the presence of fear in Zodiac made it way, the stakes feel way bigger. Like if there was more of like a scare effect in this movie, I thought it, it, uh, it could have gone to another level. And I'm not really a, like a horror or a jump scare guy, but, but I feel like if you're trying to like paint a bit of a picture, I felt like this could have used more of it, even though there were some scenes that they tried yeah, to do that. I was going to say, yeah, I, like, I agree with you. I think the Zodiac, Zodiac was better in that way, but the, I did the scene where the, the girl was walking maybe like an hour in and then the guy kind of comes out of the, that was I was fire. like, kind of got me a little bit. I was, I was going to say, I was, I was like, cause I feel like you could have missed that possibly maybe, you know, if you weren't paying attention. Yeah. Um, I thought that was so, that was so creepy. Just the that way was. they made like the guy stand up in the bushes or shrub or, you know, whatever that was, those fields. Um, and the was, whistling. Was creepy, man. Yeah. The, and the, the way he just started whistling along to the song was freaking like, Whoa, that, that was, was nightmare. So messed up. I think this movie yeah, inspired but, me to watch, uh, I think it's called Old Boy. Have you guys ever heard of that one? I've been trying to watch for a long time too. Yeah. I think it's directed by the same guy, like this guy who also did Parasite. And it's, uh, like it's also like a mystery, like a thriller, or maybe not directed by the same guy, but I think it's also South Korean. It's like another. I think it's classic. a Japanese movie, if I'm not wrong, but I might might be wrong. I think it's I, I think it's Korean. The setting was also um, like the movie starts off. The colors are super bright. Yeah, and then like 95 percent of the rest of the movies, like all the colors are super dark. It's it's almost like you just feel. I thought it it, it had an impact on the viewer for sure. Just all that rain all the time, the darker colors. Um, I thought it just, I, th I thought it helped, you know, make that setting more real um, and helped you make a, you know, certain feel, feel a certain way while watching the movie. I thought that was smart by the directors um, as well. It did. It did sort of look like it was being drained, like it exactly. was drier. Um, yeah. So, I mean, like you said, it was a, like in terms of how it was made, I'm not sure you could have many complaints i mean it was just i mean obviously the guy the guy's an unbelievable director it's not a surprise to anybody that he can do that but i i sort of um i guess for international movies you're not going to get one much better than this because it, it like you said if you're laughing along to some of the commentary and you're locked into the story which i was i mean you just don't that's just not replicatable a lot of the time for for a subtitle driven movie for people yeah. speak english like us so yeah i mean you got to give it some props for that for me personally korea is t two out of two yeah watch two korean movies both have been bangers man so yeah. shout out korea <laughs> shout out korea yeah. raw i that was not the way i expected it to end but i respect it and I, I think now we're through eight and i wrote down all the ones we'd seen so maybe we could get like a you know a bit of a definitive ranking or a tier list for uh 
where we stand or one at the top and one at the bottom. I guess, Owen, do you want to go first? Mm. Hmm. I might put this one two. I want to say two. Two or three. Like I got put sunshine. It, sunshine first, and then I'd put this with um Oh Brother for me. I think I gotta go Sunshine One. Mm-hmm. You know, it's hard to rate because they're such different movies, but I gotta Sunshine One, this one two, and then I think I might put Tar three. Whoa. But I don't know. Did it grow it on you? Just, yeah, kind of, yeah, but I also I'm, me too. I'm also forgetting how freaking boring it was. I just it liked was the, boring as hell. I just but liked the story. What yeah. I, yeah, exactly. Like what I'm saying is, I liked it a bit more than when I initially finished the movie. But it's a it's a very boring movie. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, it just made you think a little bit. Yeah, which is like we, we said. The am I thinking about this movie later on? Which yeah. I still was like five or six days after I had seen it. Yeah. Uh, it's probably not number three. Just I, I'm going to say this one's the silver medal. And I, I, the more I think about John Wick, the more I think it's just last. I just didn't. It just didn't fulfill me. Yeah, for my, I'm just going to do first and last. Um, this is number one for me. Memories of Murder. I thought it was a, it was an incredible film. So um, I'm putting that as number one. And um, yeah, I'm just going to keep Eternal down there. So, I uh, sorry, sorry for you. You have to apologize for, uh, but uh, I yeah, you know what? Hopefully, we get a worse movie than that. But yeah, I'm gonna keep it down there for now. And I didn't, I didn't watch John Wick, so I, I think I'm, I only have seven movies to work with. But yeah, yeah. The more I actually, I want to slide Sound of Metal into my bronze. I liked that one more than I liked Tar for sure. That one was yeah, good. Yeah, Sound of Metal would be top three for me. Yeah. Did you have a last place you wanted to shout out, Owen? I still actually need to finish Tar, but it'd probably be it'd probably be battling it out. It'd probably be Tar and Train battling it out. <laughs> <laughs> I think Tar can be untouched. I don't think you got to finish it off. I think it didn't leave you a lot of meat on the bone to want to go back and chew it up. <laughs> Not really. Yeah. Like I really had to watch like a twenty-five minute video about Tar to kind of <laughs> figure out and read a Reddit thread, like uh, like Adam said, um, to kind of understand what happened. To pick up the pieces a little bit <laughs> on what the hell the, the three hours entailed. Yeah. Oh man, good times. Well, what's the name of the next movie again? It's called The Place Beyond the Pines. Put uh, that will be in the notes for it's everybody. A banger. That will be on the twenty-fourth. 24th so get excited i'm very very much looking forward to that i think 23rd is a is a oilers game night so if that goes bad we might get some depression me on the post i think you guys will love it uh, i think you guys will love it it's almost like two movies built into one it's kind of interesting sick this is only like five percent of a joke i might watch it tonight the gods will get me to my ipad just get it out tonight because then Oilers are going to be influencing you too much, I'd say. So that's true. It might be good to get it out of the way first. <laughs> do the Oilers play tomorrow? Are you implying that they, they yeah. do? They do. Game one, 8 20. Phil, buddy, you got succession too, man. So, like, you're <laughs> kind of Barry. Packed. Oh, yeah. gosh. You're packed, buddy. <laughs> dude, I'm, I have a full schedule. You have a I, full I'm, schedule, dude. Phil's got the most appointment this. TV out of all of us right yeah. now. Yeah. I, 
Yeah, yeah, I do. I, I'm number one right now. I have to. Uh, I'm like a booked man. My schedule yeah. is full. And and if you factor in that, I have to cheer on my favorite team, the Tampa Bay Lightning, on Tuesday, <laughs> Thursday, and Saturday as well. Then I am just slated. I don't even know. I'm, also, I'm, quick, uh, Phil and I can talk about this. Freaking social media, freaking HBO. Um, we'll do a quick bozo of the week. Like, I don't get why. Like, I just. I'm never following HBO again. I'm never going on social media again when a succession episode comes out or for any episode that comes out in the near future because everything gets spoiled right away. Um, you know, you should have, I'm um, spoiler alert, you should have watched the last latest, you know, season, uh, episode of succession. Do you want me to get the, do you want me to get the beat button ready? Yeah, yeah, go for it. Yeah. Okay, hold on. But L- Logan dying is uh, like, I, I, <laughs> <laughs> like it's just it's just too big of a spoiler and you can't you can't just float that around and it was kind of evident with the picture they posted with the three of them hugging like sad crying um twitter was talking all about it i know it's my fault people should say stay off twitter this that but come on people let's have some like give it try and be spoiler free for like 24 hours and then maybe talk about it but it was just it was poor and i know i know phil wasn't happy with it either it was the worst getting that spoiled. I mean, that's like one of the biggest spoilers in TV history. And I just, yeah, I found out on Twitter. So that yeah. was great. So Th- thanks HBO. That was really well done by them, but they had a bad <laughs> week too, because the single biggest thing they have going for them is their HBO. And then somehow they decided to remove HBO from the name of their streaming service. Yeah. Now it's just max. That was, <laughs> that was a bit of an airball take, in my airball. opinion, but Hey, yeah, <laughs> is what it is. I'm not a business guy, so I can't break that down. But yeah, we didn't do Jay's Corner, but that's all good. Jay's, I don't want to talk about them after today, even though they had a pretty productive weekend and Kikuchi Corner was popping. Yeah, Kikuchi Corner looked sick. Well, hold on. Actually, let's end this pod first. Ten. 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 The people don't know we just did ten minutes. That's just absolutely a cut. But hey. Behind the scenes, behind the scenes, yeah. one day. Um, but yeah, we'll be back breaking down. What do we got this week? Playoffs, of course. I think yeah. we're just at home free. It's just playoffs and sports and uh, and the NFL drafts obviously coming up soon too. No NFL on this show, which makes me a little bit happy, but I did like Jim Irsay just tweeting out a picture of the four quarterbacks. That was fire. That's yeah. why he's the GOAT. So <laughs> respect to Jim. But yeah, we'll be back breaking all that down on Friday morning. So talk to you guys then.